Hello, this is Collective Noun. For a high-quality program, press 1. You have pressed 2. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Well, Zach, over the past few months on this radio show, everyone around Australia who loves Christmas has hated you. What? I think that's a bit hard. Well, I think it's very fair. You are the embodiment of the Grinch because you... Well, I think it's fair. Alongside our boss and a mythical society you've invented that I've never heard of called the Christmas Council. Untrue, they exist. You invented a Christmas ban that has stopped me, a Christmas lover, talking about Christmas on this radio show. Okay, well, the outcome is correct. I disagree with how you came to that outcome a little bit. But yes, it's true. Yep. There has been a Christmas quota, which has meant that you've been unable to talk about Christmas until December 1. That's right. We, the time when it's acceptable to talk about Christmas. There has been no Christmas conversation, no Christmas spirit on yep. this radio show since the end of August. The end. I mean, that's two and a half months now, Zach. And I think people have been rejoicing. No, I, I've heard that it's there's been tears every night. It's yeah, been from great. you. <laughs> from me and from other people who sympathise with my Christmas love. There's been a lot of sadness out there. You've robbed a lot of joy. Mm. And all I can say, Zach, is that tonight, for the first time since this Christmas quota was unfairly put on me yep. and on the people of the country, they're with me on this one, yep. I'm finally standing up for myself. Okay. Well, you know there'll be consequences if you talk about Christmas. Do you know what, Zach? All the greatest rebels of all time had to face consequences at yep. one stage or another. Mm. I, If my name goes down in history alongside people such as Luke Skywalker, who led the rebel forces. Yeah. Uh, not really, but okay. I don't really know Star Wars that well. <laughs> Whatever Luke Skywalker did, going against the Empire, that's what I'm doing tonight. Uh-huh. Going against the Empire who hates Christmas, and that's you. A confusing way to explain <laughs> it, but we'll get there real soon. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Dom, how annoying is it when you go to McDonald's, mm. all you want is McFlurry, Yep. you're lining up in the drive through only to find when you get to the window mm. that the ice cream machine is not working. I swear that the harshest words I've ever heard in my life mm. are the soft serve machine is out of order. Yep. And you've heard some harsh words. I've heard some, I've heard some very <laughs> harsh words. But those ones cut deeper than any other. And, and it can ruin a great night. Well, that, that might sentence. be a problem of the past. Because mm. there's a new app out yep. called Ice Check. And it will literally tell you mm. if... The ice cream machine in your local McDonald's is working or not. So you can check off right before you go down, before okay. you're in the drive-thru, before you're in the line, before you left your house. So so I could be sitting in my bedroom at home and there's like four McDonald's within a 10-minute drive of me. Yep. And I could find one with a, a working ice cream machine and yep. I'm good to go. The way it works is like uh, kind of like crowdsourced. Mm. So when someone notices one's down, they report it. And isn't it so important to report things like that? (laughs) Can I just say, I don't know exactly when the internet was invented, when Mm. technology all really began evolving like it has, but I feel like this was what it was all for. It took 20 years, but we have finally got to a point where (laughs) the internet is starting to pay for itself. This is absolutely what the original intention should have been. We busted our gut with MySpace (laughs) and MSN for years. We had to put up with that, but finally technology is giving something that we actually care about. Zuckerberg would have read this today and he would have put his head in his hands. Facebook's done. No one needs done. They can't compete. No, of course you can't compete with this. Now, before we get too far ahead of ourselves, there is one problem. Uh, This app doesn't really work in Australia. (laughs) That's to say, like, no one has ever used it. 
And if a lot of people aren't using it, then it doesn't work. Well, that's true because you won't know which is working, which isn't. So it's still to take off in Australia. I mean, it's exciting for the future to know what's coming. We love the idea. Yes. But the app doesn't work here. Mm. But can we take the idea and instead of an app, Mm. use it on the radio? Well, I think that's exactly what we should do. Can we do a soft serve sound off mm. right now to the same effect yeah. on 131060? Could we ask people of the country, <laughs> yeah. if you have been to McDonald's this evening, maybe you're currently in a McDonald's now, mm. could you report yeah. whether or not your local McDonald's mm. ice cream machine is currently working or not? So let's say the one up the road, you know, you, you're literally on your drive home now with the McFlurry in the seat next to you. You can confirm the soft serve at your local McDonald's is working. You would call us up and you would sound off. Thought that was going to be louder. Yeah. You would sound off. <laughs> there we go. But your local McDonald's is, you're the soft serve machine's good to go. People can go there now and get themselves a McFlurry. Let's say the local machine isn't working. Would yeah. we do a name and shame of that McDonald's? Well, I wouldn't say a name and shame. I'd say it's more a public service announcement. A warning. A warning. Let people know before they head out there. And you know what? They'll actually, mm. everyone will be thankful for this because it will clear out the drive through a little bit. Well, that's true. Are you ready to do the sound off? Go down the, the line, Zach? Yeah, of course I am. Great. I'm just double checking. Let's sound off. <laughs> Okay, Abdul is in Sydney. Abdul, what's the store and what's the status? Yeah, guys, how's it going? Oh, going well, Abdul. Awesome. Oh, I just went to the Bankstown um, McDonald's uh, on Ricard Road. Yep. Perfectly working. Oh, perfectly working. Bankstown's online. Thanks, All Abdul. Right. Thanks for your report. Uh, we'll move to Laura in Melbourne. <laughs> Laura, what's the store? What's the status? Um, I'm at Killer Road Maccas in Melbourne. Yep. And the soft serve machine is working. Excellent. Great. And- Laura, secondary question. What's the traffic like in the drive-thru at the moment? Pretty clear? Um, yeah, it's pretty clear, actually. All right. okay. Won't be for long. People will be flocking to get their McFlurries there. Darren in Sydney. Sound off, Darren. What's the store? What's the status? Oh, mate, Sydney Domestic Airport. It's down. There's no ice cream. Oh, oh no. no. Well, that's our first negative report, unfortunately. Have they given you an ETA on the fix, Darren, or, or nothing at all? No, they've told me to drive around to the one on the M5 and and run the run the gauntlet there, and that one is working. So. Okay, right. <laughs> so we've got a, a good report and a bad report. A contingency plan, and that's what I like. If the yep. McDonald's goes down, mm. they have another one to back <laughs> themselves up. Dominic's in the ACT. Sound off for us, Dominic. What's the soft serve? It's out, out in Belconnen ACT, so I'm sitting at Hungry Jack. Oh, oh. he's had to go to the secondary that's, option. It's a shame. Uh, obviously, that's... Dominic's choice, the secondary option. Yes. <laughs> not an objective fact. No, of course not. We would never advocate such a thing. But okay, Balconnen's out, Sydney Domestic Airport's out, so there are a few out at the moment. We have Claire in Melbourne. Claire, what's the store and what's the status? Um, Wall at McDonald's and it's currently not working. What was which, which one? one? Wall at McDonald's. Okay. And what are the scenes down there at the moment? A bit the of distress? Very runny. Oh, that's uh, not good. It's not what you want. That's what, not good. Can I ask, what were you hoping to get, Claire? I just wanted my Oreo McFlurry. Yeah, that's a shame. That's a, that's a night ruined there. You can hear it in her voice. But hopefully that saves someone else who yeah. was heading down there. Yeah, and they true. can turn their car around now and go to a different one. Jamie in Victoria. What's the store? What's the status, Jamie? Um, a chuka is working. A chuka's cool. working. They're online. That's great news. What are you getting, Jamie? Um, McFlurry. Yep. Good call. Good call. Safe option. Tara in Melbourne. What's the store? What's the status? Hey, guys. So I actually used to work at McDonald's. Mm. And um, 
If you go to McDonald's at this time asking for an ice cream, you're most likely not going to get it because Ooh. it does go on heat mode at this time. Oh, interesting. And it stays on heat mode like six, I can't remember, six to eight hours like throughout the night. Okay, Farrah, two-part yeah. question. First part, yeah? why would an ice cream machine have a heat mode? <laughs> That's a great question. That seems like <laughs> counterintuitive. Um, I don't really know. It does something like... I actually don't know why. I think when it gets all runny, it starts... I, no, I actually don't know why. Yeah, no, good call. <laughs> Second question. This is prime time. This is when people want their soft serves, Farrell. I know, right? Late oh. night Mac is run. Jeez. <laughs> so how, if you had to take a wild guess, Farrell, what percentage of McDonald's soft serve machines around the country do you think aren't working right now? Like right now, like, I don't know, majority of okay. them or some of them, okay. w- like towards the end of the night, then, yeah, they'll be on heat mode. If That's you're listening to this right now mm. and you're hoping for a McFlurry, yep. the odds aren't in your favour. <laughs> They're not. But we believe yep. that if you go, if you hope, yes. if you wish hard enough, <laughs> yep. good things can happen. <laughs> Absolutely, and that is uh, Sound Off Done for the day. Uh, and good news is a chuka's working, so if you want to head to a chuka, everyone can get a McFlurry there. A mass there. increase. <laughs> everyone flooding there now. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Hi, I'm Dom Faye, well-known Christmas lover. For as long as this radio show has existed, people all over the country have loved tuning in to hear my exciting and relevant Christmas conversations until three months ago. When Zach read out this email from our boss. From our it has boss. come to my attention that Dom has been talking about Christmas on the show lately. <laughs> I shouldn't need to remind you that it is August and way too early to talk about Christmas. I am initiating a ruling that Dom can only talk about Christmas on three occasions between now and December 1. Sadly, I couldn't help myself. And by the end of August, I'd already spoken about Christmas three times, three times. using up my quota. And Zach laid down the law. This means Dom has used his three chances to talk about Christmas before December 1. And if he talks about Christmas again, Mm. there'll be grave consequences. Since then, late night radio listeners nationwide have been living in a dark world with no Christmas chat. But tonight, all of that changes. changes. Tonight, I am finally bringing Christmas back to this radio show and giving the people of Australia the festive entertainment they so desperately desire. desire. Tonight, Christmas lives again. The Christmas quota is dead. Come what may, Christmas will be discussed on this radio show once again. again. So sit back, put on your Santa hats and crack out Michael Bublé's Christmas CD because once more, it's time to talk Christmas. Christmas! That's right. I know what I might be facing. I know what consequences might come at me for breaking this Christmas quota, Zach. Mm -hmm. But I am living under this oppression no longer. You'd be aware, Dom, that you have myself, Mm. our boss, and above our boss's head, the International Christmas Council, who is the authority behind this ruling mm. to answer to. You understand that if you talk about Christmas on this radio show, yep. like you say you're going to do, that you will face consequences. Yep. And you might not like those consequences. Well, you know what, Zach? At some stage, I have to say enough is enough. We're on November 8th. Christmas, there's a Christmas news story that has particularly taken my attention. It's about Christmas music. It's about a new Christmas album that's come out for Christmas 2017. And I was reading it today. I was excited about it today. And I decided I don't care what Zach says. I don't care what our boss says. And I don't give a stuff about the International Christmas Council. This well, I is... know when you pull out the S word. <laughs> 
You're pretty serious. <laughs> After this, Christmas returns to this radio show. Come what may, I don't care because it's happening and it's happening next. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Now you have tuned in uh, for an act of defiance. You've tuned in for me going against authority on this radio show. Uh, Dom has had a Christmas quota on him. He's only able to talk about Christmas three times between August and December 1. Yep. He used up his three times in about a week and a half. I did. So, you know, in the last two months, yes. we haven't heard any Christmas content. Mm. Dom's fired up. He wants to break the Christmas quota. He knows that there'll be consequences. Yes. But he at least says that he doesn't care. On behalf of Christmas lovers around the country, I have to cop whatever's thrown my way. Christmas can be absent from this show no longer. Zach, do you know the radio ratings come out next week? Mm. We're going to nosedive with that Christmas content. Mm. That's just gonna... Is that going to be why? <laughs> That's what I'm going to tell the boss. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, I, I refuse to have one more show where I'm not allowed to talk Christmas. So do your best. That's my message to you in the Christmas Council. Do your best, because right now I'm talking about a Christmas news story I want to talk about. Okay, before you do that, just so you're aware, this yeah. is like the terms and conditions on iTunes. Sure. You are aware that if you proceed to talk about Christmas, mm. there will be consequences. I don't have them at the moment. I will have to contact the International Christmas Council, yep. who deals with these types of things. Yep. They do have a two to three day... <laughs> Waiting period. Okay. But there will be a consequence coming. Absolutely ready to wear it. Bring it. Bring your best. All right. Um, well, uh, if you want to talk about Christmas. You know what, Zach? Imagine that this piece of paper is the Christmas quota. Ripped it in half. The quota's done. Because you know how I often am against artists bringing out Christmas albums? Um, okay, well, that's a weird way to break the Christmas. Well, <laughs> well, no. I've got a very high uh, benchmark of what, an art, what a Christmas album needs to meet. I don't recall... What you're talking about. Uh, so in the past, I was unhappy last year when Olivia Newton-John and John Farnham put out a Christmas album. Yep. Because I didn't believe they had the real Christmas passion. I thought they just wanted to make That's a That's right. I remember this now. You think yep. that there's artists out there who have <laughs> what you call the Christmas spirit. Yes. And you're against anyone who brings out an album to make money. I really am. I, I hate it, right? And then earlier this year, Sia said she was releasing a Christmas album, but it's like an arty Christmas album. Not happy about that. Yeah. Well... It sounds like, by the way, that you yep. are quite dis discriminatory between who has the Christmas spirit and who doesn't. It seems yeah. like that people have to enjoy Christmas the exact way that you want them to. <laughs> well, and people can't enjoy Christmas how they would like to. No, of course they can't. Um, Michael Bublé is the classic example of someone who gets the Christmas spirit. I mean, you believe that he's done it all for money. Because of course you, he has. He, he, didn't, has he couldn't not. make money anywhere else. Oh, that, that is That's so, true. That, that is, is true. Garbage. He had one hit outside being a Christmas singer. Oh, that is rubbish. And I, I don't think he, like, he didn't even write it. He didn't write any of them, I don't think. Uh, and so he found Christmas yep. and he's cashing in. He's got the Christmas spirit. His album's great. Go buy it. If you've got a copy, buy another copy. Mm. I encourage you to do that, please. But there is a new Christmas album out for Christmas 2017. I can't believe I missed this. This is two weeks old that this came out, two weeks ago. And in big Christmas news, I'm giving this the, the seal of approval, the Dom Faye Christmas spirit seal of approval. What is it? So you remember, uh, I mean, as I imagine most people would, Hanson from this song? No, I don't. <laughs> there we go. Right. Yeah, the three long-haired <laughs> blonde brothers from the 90s. I did think the Christmas Council had frozen my computer briefly there. Yep. As, no, as it's just though. your lack of my, ability to press buttons. <laughs> my incompetence. Well, Hanson have released... A Christmas album, a follow-up to a Christmas album, the number four, called Finally It's Christmas. Here's the title track. Finally 
feels like we've been waiting all year, doesn't it? I've got to say, this is the best original Christmas song I've heard in years, Zach. Can you hear the Christmas spirit in his voice? Uh, you've got some bells in the background. That's what you need in a good Christmas song. Um, if that was on in a store, yes. I would leave the store. <laughs> Come on! I would return to the store <laughs> with a petition that I had printed out. And I would be handing that petition to everyone who walked past. Yeah. And I'd say, sign this, that that song is never played in store again. <laughs> I'd probably be leading a boycott. What it sounds like yeah. is a bad jingle. Oh, that is so... You don't get it. You, what's a good Christmas song to you? Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> you don't, the point is, you Not don't get Not those ones. Not those ones. These ones that are like Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh, and like, a, a, a classic. Yeah. No, I mean, they're just like so uh, tacky. Let me guess. You don't like Jingle Bell Rock? No. That, that's, <laughs> that's probably worse. <laughs> This is an outrage. They're, they're musical they're, tinsel. That's yep. what they are. The tackiest thing about Christmas is tinsel. If you and they're s- the version, they're, <laughs> what tinsel is to a Christmas tree, yep. they are to music. Don't you dare go against tinsel again on this show, or we will be having words. The point is, the Christmas quote is lifted. Yep. I'm talking about Christmas well, as I much as I want. Well, I hope you think that's worth it. I hope you think Hanson's Christmas album yep. is worth breaking the uh, Christmas um, quota because yes. there's going to be consequences coming your way mm. and I don't think you're going to like it. Well, what I'm saying is your grinchiness about that Hanson Christmas album, it's shown me that I've stopped, I've left Christmas alone for too long. Your heart's grown cold yep. and it showed me that I made the right decision tonight. I'm do you know, I don't it. know what the Christmas council is going to enforce, but yeah. do you know what I have a feeling it's going to be? What? You know, sometimes when a parent will catch their teenager smoking. <laughs> And they'll say you have to smoke the whole pack. <laughs> yep. I've got a feeling sure. the ruling is going to be, you want Christmas? Yeah. You're going to get Christmas. <laughs> oh, wow. And you're going to get Christmas hard. <laughs> this is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. This is Dom's Google history. Dom, I think you can learn a lot about someone by what they search on the internet. That's why each week we go through your most recent Google searches and you have to explain the weird and wonderful things you have searched. What do you got tonight? Our first one, Wednesday yep. at 2.56pm. Is it dangerous to eat too many mangoes? <laughs> A question I thought I'd never have to ask, but how many mangoes did you eat? Uh, let's, let's, play, uh, let's play Price is Right this. How okay, many mangoes well, do you think I ate? We sh- probably shouldn't have eaten over half. Half what? A mango. You're kidding me. Maybe you could eat a full mango. Oh. <laughs> Well, probably a full well, mango would be, what, two servings of mango? Uh, I'd imagine so. I, I, I was four deep. <laughs> you had <laughs> four mangoes? <laughs> well, the mangoes were, there was like a tray of mangoes on special, right? So I bought That's a tray. That's quite expensive. Oh, the tray Four was, mangoes? Yeah. What's that, about $10? Um, well, the tray was $12, and the tray had, I think, eight or nine on it. Okay. So, pretty anyway, good. Yeah, pretty affordable. I couldn't help myself, right? I just You ate four mangoes. Four mangoes. Anyway, and I wanted to know if that was dangerous. Um... The real danger is there's a lot of fibre yeah. in mangoes. Not so good for the old <laughs> bow. Well, it said if you, uh, the the Google article I found said if you're going to buy uh, more than two or three mangoes to eat at once, buy toilet paper with it because <laughs> you're probably going to need it. Anyway, was the, good the toilet news paper is, on special as well? Uh, <laughs> Did they do a bundle deal? <laughs> Not that I noticed. The good news is that was a, well, I mean, twelve hours ago almost, and I'm all good for now. So. The mangoes have gone down well. I hope this next one isn't linked. Thursday, <laughs> twelve twenty nine a.m. Am I meant to own a handkerchief? <laughs> <laughs> no. 
What do you mean, are you meant to own? <laughs> Firstly, no, not linked. Secondly, well, I, I just, I was um, watching, what was I watching? It was some something on Netflix. And one of the characters in it said that any good man mm. carries around a handkerchief with him. Yep. And I was like, oh, I don't have a handkerchief. Yep. Is that like a thing still? Was this like a defining character trait for this person to set them aside? Well, or when was the... Yeah, TV show set. It was pretty. It was modern. Yep, it was modern. Well, and handkerchiefs well, are good for the environment because you're not using heaps of paper. Mm. Um, they're also kind of disgusting. <laughs> well, my thing was I didn't know because I mean, uh, no one's had a, a great you know meaning of all the men in the world saying, "Are we all going to carry handkerchiefs?" Yep. Right. So I wasn't sure if I was meant to or not. Well, maybe you and maybe regarding, you and our... regarding most of your yep. searches. You could if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah, okay. No one's going to stop you in the street <laughs> and do a random handkerchief search. <laughs> and then you're not going to get in trouble for not having one. Great. Okay. Well, I'm glad to know that. Are, did you get one? Are you no, going to get one? Not no. going to get one. They're pretty disgusting. You're right. <laughs> Last thing you Google, Tuesday, 7.36 p.m. What's a movie I'll cry in? <laughs> <laughs> I was having a chat with a friend of mine. Uh, about the last movie we both cried in, right? And I realised I haven't cried in a movie for a while. Uh, can I guess your last one? <laughs> okay. Finding Dory. <laughs> you did tell me you cried in it. Yeah, I did cry in Finding It was more of a tear up in Finding Dory. But there were tears in Finding Dory. Mm. Um, no, I think the, the last movie I properly cried in, you know, Bruce Willis Armageddon? Not Armageddon. What's his one? Is it Armageddon? Yeah. Yeah, the... There's a, that, that, that was like in the 90s. Yeah, but I only watched it somewhat recently. No mm. spoilers, but a bit of a sad ending to that mm. particular one. But no, I just wanted a movie I would I would cry in. Okay, so you want to cry in a movie. Yeah. Why don't you watch Finding Dory again? <laughs> Buy yourself a handkerchief. <laughs> have a few mangoes. Have a good night. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. This is Collective Noun's Out of Context News. Making Out of Context News tonight... Pink revealed that the Crazy Frog is one of her main music inspirations. I love him. I've always loved him. I think he's a lyrical genius. And I just wrote him a love letter. Also, Macklemore revealed when he sleeps. It's mostly at home. It's mostly nighttime. And Donald Trump is hoping that he gets named the worst president of all time. So I think we're going to get that also. I mean, so far, I would say it's not even a contest. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Now, Dom. Um, Christmas lovers or Christmas haters mm. should listen up because earlier this evening yep. you broke your Christmas ban. You were banned from talking about Christmas on the radio show. Yes. You flew in the face of that because you really wanted to talk about Hanson's new Christmas album. Uh, look, it had been two and a half months on this show since I'd last spoken Christmas and I decided whatever consequences I have to face, I'll happily face them. Well, the consequences are still coming. Uh, we have sent the audio off to the International Christmas Council. They mm. usually have two to three business days before they can return their consequences. Why is that? What have they got on? Lots of stuff, man. Okay. Do, do you know how many of these Christmas bands are going on no. around the world? No. A lot. Okay. Uh, but anyway, in that time, mm. in the last hour, Dom, yep. this has already had consequences. You so badly wanted to talk about Hanson's new Christmas album. I did. Do you know, we no had regrets. Marina contact us on our Facebook page. Did we? And she's sent through an article that has been doing the rounds today. Wow. And I don't think you're going to like the results. Okay. The headline is, listening to too much Christmas music is bad for your mental health. 
This is a clinical psychologist who yes. has spoken out, who has said that Christmas music might make us feel like we're trapped. They've <laughs> described it as mentally draining. Have and they? How about this for Christmas music, Dom? Studies have shown that holiday music puts shoppers in a spending mood and yep. drives them to buy more. No mention of your so-called Christmas spirit in there. Well, it's just all about drumming up sales. If you buy more, there's more presents under the tree, more Christmassy. Right. Now, I this will is say... A, this is science. Yeah. They say Christmas music... I'm reading straight from the article here. Sure. Christmas music is likely to irritate people if it's played too loudly and too early. Okay. Well, I don't know who's funded this hack of an article... It's rubbish, and I can prove it's rubbish. Let's, let's, okay, that's theory. Let's look in the field. There's to be very few people who have heard more Christmas music than me, and I'm of a very sound mind. Yeah, but what they say, well, debatable. Well, come on. <laughs> what they say, that's N equals one. The study size, you only asked one person. They've well, done an actual study here. Yeah. They've asked actual people, and this is the results they found. All this time, yep. you've been yelling at me, mm. even though that I wasn't the one who instigated the ban. It was yep. the International Christmas Council. Yeah. And you've been saying that I'm withholding this from the people. Now I have science in front of me saying, by letting you loose on the show, yes. you could be damaging the mental health of the people of this country. I mean, I, look, it I, would be I, irresponsible <laughs> for me to stand by and let you do whatever you want with Hanson's Christmas album. I let you play it earlier this evening. Oh, yeah. There was about 30 seconds that went to air. Yeah. What are the ramifications of that are going to be? Well, can we just go into the headline? It said too much Christmas music is bad for your mental health. Define too much. Um, any. <laughs> oh, come on. I don't think that's what they say. I think they say, well, Look, it says too early and too loudly. Okay. Now, it's definitely too early. I mean, what are we, like a month and a no, half away no, from Christmas? November's fine. I would say, okay, I will only play it for 22 hours of the day. That's <laughs> not well, that's too much. much. That's a reduction. That's a reduction. What, you currently have it going around the clock? <laughs> in my head, it's always, I'm, I don't listen to you right, half you the time. you got voices in your head, do you? <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> because I have heard that... Christmas music can be bad for your mental health. <laughs> and if you're telling me that you constantly have music in your head about a yep. man who's coming to town, <laughs> who knows when you're sleeping and knows when you're awake, I think that's a prime candidate for someone who's not mentally sound. Well, do you know what? I, I am just going to have to notch up the entire profession of psychology yep. and psychologists into the Grinch category. <laughs> Clearly, they're not interested in Christmas spirit and Christmas joy. Oh, you are just going headstrong. You don't care no. about science. You don't care about collective understanding. Of course not. You just make up your own mind. You, you know how there's some people out there, Zach, who, even with all the evidence, still don't think climate change is real. Yeah. I'm like that on this this particular story. Yep. I don't care what You're evidence a Christmas you show denier. me. I'm a Christmas no, I'm a I'm a Christmas affecting your mental health denier. <laughs> I don't care what evidence you show me, Zach. I will refute it. Offhand. Yeah. Just make sure you're across that and don't bring any stories like that to this show again. <laughs> right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. In the radio industry, thousands of people request an on-air shout-out every week. These shout-outs are carefully considered before just one is granted. This is Collective Noun's Shout-Out Courtroom. We'd like to give a shout-out to everyone, but unfortunately an old radio law says we can only give out one a week. That's why we enter the Shout-Out Courtroom, Dom. Mm. And the first step, Zach, is for you and I in our legal robes to walk on into the Shout-Out Courtroom. Let's welcome our first applicant, Isabella in Victoria. Welcome into the Shout-Out Courtroom, Isabella. What would you like a shout-out for this evening? I would like to shout-out my friend Cody. Okay, Cody... 
What word do you think Cody might be deserving of a shout-out this evening, Isabella? Well, right now she's travelling nine hours just to go to a job interview. Oh, so it's it's both good luck for the job interview and uh, enjoy the, the, the long trip. Yes. A double-purpose shout-out, Zach. I do like a double-purpose shout-out. We do need to say, Isabella, that we can't give a shout-out to Cody straight away. No, we can't guarantee. Cody's name might not be said in the shout-out, unfortunately. I did think at the start that Isabella wanted to give a shout-out to Toady. Oh, from Neighbours. From Neighbours. And look, I mean, we haven't had someone apply for a shout-out for Toady yet, but I don't think I'm breaching confidence by saying you'd win. That would be a very (laughs) high application. That would be quite hard not to give Toady the shout-out. We have Brad from Canberra. Welcome to the shout-out courtroom. Who would you like to give a shout-out to? Uh, I'd like to give a shout-out to myself, thank you. Oh. Selfie shout-out. Self-shout-out, Brad. That's uh, audacious of you. What, uh, why do you think you deserve a shout-out? Because I just turned 20 years old, and I'm, I'm pretty proud of myself for making it this far. Right. Yeah, we're proud of you as well, Brad. So, yeah, definitely. No, maybe not proud enough for a shout-out. We'll decide that later. Uh, c- can we just clarify? You turned 20, 20 minutes ago or yesterday? 20 minutes ago, on oh. the spot. Oh, congratulations. Okay. 20 minutes into his 20s. That, that does feel like a worthy application for a shout-out. And we have Ellie in Sydney. Welcome to the shout-out courtroom. Who would you like to give a shout-out to? Oh, we'd just like to give a shout-out to finishing Year 12. You've just finished Year 12, Ellie? Yeah, we just finished Year 12. It's so exciting. All the Year 12s. I'm sorry, in the shout-out courtroom, we need mm. to keep a certain level of decorum. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Ellie, what school did you go to? Uh, Frenchham. Great. Yeah, All right. So, a boarding school. Oh, lovely. All right. Did well, you catch that school done? I, I'm not sure I did, to be honest. What was the school, Ali? Uh, in Middagong. It's called Frencham. Frencham. I'm hearing yeah. Frencham boarding school in Wollongong, I think. I think that's a dip. What? No, I'm thinking of French onion. <laughs> My mistake. Let's adjourn. Okay. We need to get dip in the Shadow Courtroom just as a sidebar. What would you go with? Uh, it'd be hard to go past a French onion. Avocado's good, though. Is hummus a dip? Hummus is a dip. Yep. Hummus I have hummus, like, every day. Oh. Love the stuff. Well. Uh, <laughs> we have Isabella wanting to give a shout-out to Cody. Yep. She's travelling nine hours for a job interview. Yes. That's commitment. That is. We have Brad giving a shout-out to himself for turning 20 years old only yep. 20 minutes ago. Mm. And we have Ellie giving a shout-out to all the year 12s, mm. especially the ones from Frencham. I've got to say, I mean, Ellie is probably days out of high school yep. and already has found a way to the shout-out courtroom. It does feel to me like life's going to be downhill from here. Well, usually yes. when you're finishing year 12, mm. what your parents would say is make sure you don't end up in a courtroom. <laughs> but true. in this case, yes. it's a good thing. It's, an ab- it's very much a good thing. But um, I think that all the year 12s across the country might be too many people. Yeah, okay, that's And fair. I think, Brad, I love the idea of a selfie shout-out. Mm. I mean... We want to say happy birthday, but I don't know. I don't know if that's well, enough how about this? for the shout-out courtroom. What if we... Because we can extend a happy birthday separate to a shout-out. Yep. Let's extend Brad an official happy birthday, yep. but unfortunately deny him the shout-out. Well, you know what this means, don't you? All right, let's make that final. All right, and let's get into the official business. This is an officially sanctioned and verified shout-out on behalf of Collective Noun. Extended on this occasion to... From Isabella to Cody... The reason for this shout-out, as commissioned in a scheduled sitting of the shout-out courtroom, is... She's travelling nine hours for a job interview. Let's hope she gets it. This concludes all official shout-out courtroom business. Congratulations, Isabella. Is that the best moment of your life? Yeah, thank you. 
Yeah, yeah, I thought so too. <laughs> Overwhelmed. It's actually a fun oh. fact. Toddy from mm. Neighbours yep. also travelled nine hours <laughs> for his audition. Did he? Yeah, he did. Didn't know that So one. it could have been the same person. We don't know. <laughs> uh, wigs down. That's the Shadow Courtroom close for another week. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Dom, I think superpowers might just be real. So it's a bold claim because usually superpowers exist in comics, in fictional stories. Not only are superpowers real, mm. I believe I have discovered a new superpower. Okay. Not only have I discovered a new superpower, yep. I think I have it. Okay. Well, this is ambitious. What? So you basically think you're going to be in the Avengers? Yeah, it could be. Um, as a superhero? Um, possibly. Once a- you hear what my superpower is, I'm not sure how I'd fit into the Avengers. <laughs> All right. Well, look, I will play the role of the superpower board here. You tell me your superpower and I'll clear it or not. Well, I'll tell you the story. Sure. I'm sitting on the train. Mm. No one around. Yep. Empty, empty uh, carriage. Mm. And I smell food. That's weird. So I'm looking around. There's no food anywhere. Okay. A couple of minutes later, we arrive at the next station. Someone gets on. They sit opposite me. Yep. They pull out a packet. They start rustling. I look over. They're eating a packet of chips. I think I can smell the future. <laughs> future smell. We've known of people who can see the future before, but no other senses. Could I smell the future? What a useless... What are you going to do with that superpower? Well, I've always said about the X-Men. Mm. We only hear about the ones that had helpful mutations. <laughs> helpful powers. But when Xavier goes into that big room and he can talk to all the mutants. Mm. There's thousands of them. Well, that's true. I mean, I guess you could say if someone maybe has some bad gas, you could pre-warn people to leave the room. I guess that's a helpful superpower to have. Yeah. My question is, the food you smelt, did it smell like chips? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Pretty vague. It smelled, I would say, more like bread. But... (laughs) I wondered if I was refining my powers. <laughs> this is like the origin story. You're still yeah. learning your, your way. Yeah. Well, you know, again, yeah. in X-Men with Cyclops, he's like shooting beams out of his eyes everywhere and he's got to learn how to like control it. That's like his whole story. Um, maybe I need to control my smelling of the future because what happens if I can smell burnt toast, for example, mm. and then I run into a kitchen and yep. someone's just putting toast in, I can be like, turn it down. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, geez, it was on seven. I, I, I would have burnt it if I, you hadn't run in. I'm going to pitch an alternate scenario. Yeah. What's that? Is it possible? Just go with me. Yeah. <laughs> that somewhere in the empty carriage, maybe under a seat or yeah. on another seat that you didn't see, mm. was bread. I mean, that's possible. <laughs> I'll, I'll throw another alternative at you. Yep. Instead of smelling the future, mm. do I have super sensitive smell? Long distance smelling. No, it's not that one. It's definitely not that one. And you know what? I'm not letting you in the Avengers. Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry. My my application's been denied. (laughs) I'm just telling you, if they rock up to save a planet and you've got Thor and the Hulk and there's you just saying, I'll let you know if there's any good sense coming around the corner. I think someone's going to light a candle somewhere in the future. (laughs) (laughs) What are you thinking, Jasmine? (laughs) That is all we've got time for tonight. If you want to hear the full show back, search for Collective Now on iTunes. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow at 11. Bye. That's all from Collective Noun. Grab podcasts and videos online on Facebook at Collective Noun Comedy.